Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. So welcome to episode 156. Today I'm going to be sharing with you the three-part process that I use to help charities raise more money. So if you are new to the show, welcome. I'm so glad that you took the time to jump in today and to listen to today's episode. These last couple months have obviously been crazy. And so I've been doing a lot of episodes on, you know, how to navigate through this pandemic and just walking through this season. Last week, I had a great interview with Casey Hill, who talked about how we can use video to be more authentic. And I've been doing a lot of trainings over the last several weeks with larger organizations where they've brought me in and I've gotten a chance to just really share and teach and do what I do uh, to get them to a place where they can understand that the The things that I teach are things that we should be doing all the time, not just during a pandemic. So today, let me share with you, I want to dig into the three-part process that I use so that you guys can better understand this and then also see how maybe you can incorporate some of these things into your fundraising process so that you can raise more money as well, okay? So the three-part process, uh, I say it at the beginning of every single episode of the show. I tell you guys that this is the place where fundraisers come to be one, encouraged, two, empowered, and three, educated. So that's my three-part process. Now, it typically takes a a different, you know, uh, order. Sometimes I come in with the education piece first. Sometimes it's that empowerment piece, and sometimes it's the encouragement that is really needed. But really, it's a three-pronged approach that is most effective uh, for our charities as they're out raising funds. And it has worked really, really well for me as I jump in and teach people how to raise money. So the first thing, let's talk about education first, the process of just learning how to fundraise. Now, you guys know that I, I say it often that fundraising is so easy, little kids can do it. So fundraising is not hard, okay? Uh, I, I tell people all the time, there is an easy way to fundraise and then there's the really hard way to fundraise. And so what I have put in my book, Fundraising Freedom, for those of you who have not read the book, it is a seven step process that teaches you exactly how to fundraise. I give you all my insider secrets inside of the book. Like I literally dumped everything into that one book so that you could just pick up a copy of the book and know how to fundraise. It's just that simple. So I I walk through the word freedom, which is an acronym for my seven steps. And I've done several episodes in the past talking through those seven steps. I've done a lot of webinars and trainings in the past uh, that go through that process. And of course, that seven steps that is what I train, I coach, I teach, I, everything that I, I, you know, put out there typically follows that seven step uh, system that I teach. Okay. So, cause I, th- it works for everything. Honestly, I believe it's so much bigger than just fundraising. And when I first started writing the book, by the way, I started uh, really thinking about it in terms of just, you know, just life in general. And of course I had to n- uh, niche down and really focus in on fundraising. So, but if you do listen to the first chapter, which by the way, I have the chapter is free to download on the homepage of, of maryvaloni.com. 
So you can listen to that first chapter, but I, you'll catch in that first chapter how I talk about some bigger vision stuff, and it's all about focusing your vision. But the thing is, is that I, I want to teach you guys how to raise money where it's not just about you. So many people try and go it alone and nothing that has ever been successful has happened because of any one person's strength alone. You know that. And it's so important that we invite other people to come alongside us and help us to fundraise. So the first part of my process is just teaching you how to bring a team around you, how to bring people uh, together with one common purpose, and that is to fully fund your organization or your personal budget. And that is what everybody is working towards with that one group of people. And I I battle this quite a bit with organizations where they, you know, they, they just want to hire a staff person or they just say, you know what, I'm tasked with this and I'm just going to put my head down, go to work and go raise that money. And you know what, you're going to get a, to a certain place and that's typically 60, 70, 80% of your goal and then you cap out. Now I fundraised for Special Olympics and the ALS Association and all of my previous charities uh, prior to 2007, I did all of my fundraising on my own. All right. I was a lone ranger. I was trying to raise those funds by myself. Sure. I recruited volunteers. I asked volunteers to help, but I never wanted to impose. Like I never wanted them to feel like, oh, this was just so much work and it was a task for them. And so I gave a lot of excuses for my volunteers saying, oh, well, they have a family and they have a job. Like I don't really need to ask them to work that hard and to volunteer that much. I'll take it on myself because I was hired to do this. And so this is my job. Okay, that is the wrong way to fundraise. Uh, It is really important that you understand that you need to bring people around you who are who can see things from different perspectives. So that education piece for me is about really it, it comes down to this one key component, this one key idea, and that is recruiting the right people to come alongside you, building out that team. Now, it doesn't matter if you're raising funds for a couple thousand dollars or you're doing a multi-million dollar building campaign, all right? It's the same education piece because you need to scale with the work that you do regardless of what kind of fundraising you're doing, okay? So my process, that freedom process works for everyone, all right? (laughs) So it doesn't matter, it works. So the second part of my process after the education piece of just teaching people how to fundraise and doing it in a way that's much simpler, then I move on to the encouragement piece. And you guys know that just like paying off debt, you know, like there are people out there that teach, you know, the debt snowball, which is a Dave Ramsey version. Then there's people who are like, oh, pay off your biggest interest rate first, and then you work your way down, which in the end makes total sense because you're going to spend less money on all that interest if you just pay for those big interest items first and work your way through. The reason why Dave Ramsey's program and the debt snowball works is because it's all about behavior. And that's where encouragement in my process really makes an incredible difference. I know sometimes people think like, oh, why would encouragement actually change anything? Because we're human. And, you know, sometimes we don't want to pick up the phone and call people and ask them to give money because 
that is sometimes intrusive and we feel like we're bothering them. And so the encouragement part of my process is reminding people of the very thing that they already know, which is that people want to give to the work that you do. You are the one that's coming up with excuses. You're the one that's standing in the way. And the reason why I know this is because I have done it for the last two decades, okay? Like I know, I know how to procrastinate. I know how to avoid picking up the phone. I've done it. I do it, okay? And so I think sometimes people think that I just love being on the phone and I just, it naturally comes to me. And you know what? I do love people, but it's still hard to block out that time to set aside the time for your fundraising calls and then making sure that you really engage donors in a way that makes them feel special. So that is where I I really spend a lot of time encouraging people. I was just talking to a friend of mine recently about how uh, he shared with me a little bit about how he learned how to fundraise. And so he told me a little bit about his mentor and the person who really took him under his wing. And as we were talking, he goes, you know what? Uh, This gentleman also was extremely encouraging. And he said, you know, there might be something there with your giftings. And I was like, yeah, I, I actually think that my my number one superpower is actually encouragement because fundraising, like I said, on the education side of things, you can read the book and that's fine, but there's something about having somebody who's telling you that you can do it that you can raise the dollars that you need, that you could dream about what is to come, that you don't have to stop at this, oh, well, I don't know, where people just don't have the money to spend right now. And you know how your mind works, right? It's gonna come up with all these different excuses of why you can't do what you need to do. So I believe that this is definitely something that you guys need in your life. If you don't have somebody who is pumping that encouragement into your life, uh, that's probably why you're listening to this show and probably why uh, we have become close, okay? I love, love, love being able to encourage people. So after we got the education piece, we got the encouragement piece, Then the last piece of the process that I use to train people and to teach them how to raise money is about empowerment. It's kind of that whole fish, teach somebody how to fish, and then release them and let them go. And so to me, I think it's so important that I have the ability to teach you guys how to do it. You get to watch other people. And then the final part of it is really being empowered to step up and do it yourself. And then also to for you to train the next generation, to train the next person who comes through your organization and your cause. So empowering somebody to step up is the ideal for me. I do not want anybody to feel attached to me in any way. Like I'm the only one who knows how to fundraise. And if I'm not the one who's in the weeds doing it, it's not going to get done. That's why I'm I'm always looking for people who are passionate about the work that's, that's happening inside of an organization. And I'm looking to raise them up as a leader and empower them so that they can go and do this on their own. Now, hands down, hands down, the best thing that happens when I work with my students is when they turn around and they talk about the successes that they've had, because all of a sudden I'm like, okay, they feel empowered to go ask people for funds and do it in a way that doesn't feel slimy or scammy or whatever. Like they feel really excited about sharing their cause 
and replicating the process that we've taught that we've we've walked through together. So I, I don't mind like jumping in and helping somebody raise those funds at the beginning. But to be honest with you, it's way, way, way better when you do it on your own. So I make sure that people know that it's like I'm there to walk with you. I'm there to make sure that you don't fall. It's kind of like, you know, a little kid who's learning how to walk. I'm going to be there to, you know, catch you so you don't fall on your face. But at the same time, sometimes you fall on your face. And I had somebody reach out to me this last week and told me that they totally screwed up the process, didn't do it exactly to a T, but yet the person that they asked still gave. And that is where I'm like, yes, (laughs) it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to do everything the way that maybe I've done it, or maybe somebody that you followed before, like a mentor, that you can do it your own authentic way. People are going to understand if you come across as authentic and genuine and yourself, that's going to read so much better than you trying to be something that you're not. Now, there are a lot of tactics. There's a lot of things that you can do, processes that you can do to fundraise. And I have worked with a lot of people who've got these you know, really great processes on how to raise money. And it's beautiful, especially when you start getting into those larger sums of money. But for me, I just find that the best way to raise funds is to be your true authentic self and being able to connect with like-minded people. So before I finish up today's episode, I want to give you guys three things that every leader should need on top of this process that I teach, okay? So I want to make sure that, of course, that you're educated, you're encouraged, and you're empowered. But then as a leader, three things need to happen for you as a leader. And I just trained on this stuff this last week. The three things that every single leader who's running a fundraiser, a fundraising campaign that you're running, you're responsible for this. So as a leader, we need to do three things, okay? We need to, one, be attractive, where people want to lean in and they want to hear from us. They're just, they like us. Being likable is a, is a really big deal. And I'm not saying physically attractive. I'm just saying that they want to, they want to hear more from you, that they're drawn in to the work that's being done. Number two, that you are certain you come in with a certainty about what you're doing. When you hum and haw around the work that's being done, that's when people can smell you out and they start to say, you know, I don't know if you're actually going to do that. And so if you're not confident and you're not certain about the results that you can deliver as an organization or as an individual, no one will fund that. So certainty is important. Even if you aren't like you don't feel certain inside, I got I got to tell you that every leader, every leader, I don't care uh, what their position is. I don't care if they're a celebrity. I don't care if they're running Fortune 500 companies or running these huge nonprofit organizations. They always, they everybody feels some sense of uncertainty. We are all human, of course, and so we question ourselves a lot. We question what we're doing. We wonder if we're moving in the right direction. All those things happen, but when they step on that stage and they're standing in front of somebody who can give or participate in their organization, they always come off with a sense of certainty. Like this is what we are doing. 
this is what we are accomplishing. And they say it with confidence and certainty. I want you to stand firm in the belief that you have in your organization and the results that you know are you are capable of. I'm not saying look at what's happened in the past. I'm saying about what are you capable of today? And to say that with a sense of certainty when you're having conversations with potential donors and volunteers to your organization. And then the third thing is, is I don't want you to be boring. People don't follow boring people. Okay. You know it. You don't follow boring people. If they bore you, you're out the door. So when you rattle on and on about your organization and about nothingness, nobody wants to follow that. And so you have to be exciting. You have to share stories of the good work that's being done, and you have to do it in a way that actually draws people into your organization and into your cause. So all that means is that you communicate well, and you are concise with your communication as well. So you keep it tight, you make it interesting, you make sure that people want to lean in. And what I do on everything that I post is I just make sure that I read it back from the perspective of somebody else. And just think through a couple different people who might be reading this and think about somebody at maybe a high tier level, somebody who's maybe more of a day-to-day volunteer and just read it back and, and ask yourself, does this connect? Does this connect with them? And then if it doesn't, then you regroup and rewrite. So you just edit from there. And that's what I do with emails, with any sort of communication that I do. I just want to make sure that it's, it connects with the right people. And all that is, is just taking a few extra minutes, looking at something from a different perspective, looking at it as though I'm reading it from their perspective, not from mine, because I'm, I'm an insider. I know all the details. But when I'm an, uh, thinking about an outsider reading in, you know, somebody who's not all that engaged, all that involved, I want them to feel like they are a part of this. Now, one of the secrets that I tell you guys and I tell my clients is that it's so important. So I said, educate, encourage, and empower. But one of the major things as a leader of your organization is it's so important that you not only learn how to be empowered as a fundraiser, but that you empower others to step up. So if you're the only one who's fundraising, like I said at the beginning of our conversation, that's how I fundraised, totally get it. I understand that's where you're coming from. But if you don't empower other people to step up and to help you with your fundraising, you will only go so far. And if you're looking to take this thing to a completely different level, then it is so important that you empower others, that you do the same thing. You teach them, you educate them, you encourage them, and you empower them. So I'm going to tell you my three-part process is the same three-part process that each of you should be doing with your volunteers and your donor base, because you know that they're attractive people. Like those people who you are inviting in, they are liked And they've got a whole circle of influence that you want to have access to. And the only way that that's all going to happen is if you empower them to step up and take ownership over something. So that's where I'm like, do not fish for your volunteers. Do not do everything for your volunteers and your donors. Give them the opportunity to step up and for them to serve in leadership. Give them the platform to share that they serve in leadership with your organization. That will only increase your donations. 
Okay. So I, I'm just really passionate about making sure that we teach other people how to do this because once they learn, they will be so, so thankful, really so thankful that you taught them how to do this. I have had many many situations where I had a volunteer who would say to me, just, you know, I will volunteer. Just do not ask me to ask for money. (laughs) And I think that that's funny because it's kind of a a common statement that I've heard over the years where people are just like petrified of fundraising. And I'm like, this is silly. This is fundraising is no different than sales and marketing. Um, And a lot of these guys work in sales, you know, with their own companies. So whenever they're hesitant about fundraising, I usually just kind of, you know, brush it off because I was like, once they figure out that this is no different than what they do, they're going to be so, and you know, they're, they're really going to love doing this. And they're, once they get a couple wins under their belt, they're going to have fun with the process just like you. Okay. So that's why I'm like, I want to see you guys get some wins under your belt so that you do start to, you know, understand that this really is a fun process and it's enjoyable because you are connecting like-minded people with a great cause and something that they really want to be a part of, not something that you have to convince them they should be a part of. All you got to do is just be authentically you and make sure that you aren't boring. <laughs> All right. So let's just not be boring. The more boring we are, obviously, it it just totally repels people from our causes. And that doesn't do us any favors. Back to just the three-part process that I use to help charities raise money is educate, encourage, empower. Really simple three-step process that I teach people. Guys, if you're listening today and you're like, I I would really like to um, have more of a conversation, talk more about uh, how you can learn how to do this with a a signature event or with a a larger campaign that you're working on, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out, okay? Uh, That's why I'm here. This is why I'm on the mic talking to you guys about fundraising is because I want to help you through the process. So I obviously have programs that allow people to really go through this on their own. And then I have other options where people can hire me one-on-one to really walk with you and hold your hand a little bit further. So uh, if that's something that you need today, please do not hesitate to reach out. Just jump on maryvaloney.com and click through the process. And I would love to have a conversation with you and find out how I can best help you. I hope you guys know that I, I care so deeply about you and about the work that you're doing because I know the results that are just on the other side. And so that empowerment, by the way, is all about belief. And when you believe it's possible to raise the dollars that you need, you will make crazy impact through your cause. And to me, that's like the greatest reward. Is the the greatest reward is to have the the ability to actually see lives being transformed um, that maybe wouldn't have because you didn't have the dollars that you needed. So it's all about that belief system. And if you don't believe it's possible, it's not going to happen. So if you're struggling with the dollars that you're raising because somehow you feel like it's not even possible, and you're you've got all these excuses that are coming up, we're you know in a pandemic and the economy's tough and da 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 all these excuses excuses. I I just want to totally take the knees out. (laughs) Like I'm going to take, take your knees out on that one because there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. This has been going on forever. Everybody's got an excuse why they can't raise the funds that they need. There's always people who will be giving. There are 
There are people that are extremely generous. Your job is to go make sure you talk to as many people as possible so that you can find them. They are out there. They are waiting for a great opportunity and they want to fund your mission. It is your job to go find them. So today I'm going to continue the process to encourage you guys and make sure that you know that it is absolutely possible for you to raise every single dollar that you need. And you absolutely can bring a team around you that will help you get to that end goal. But it is your job to step up, be empowered, change that belief system and go after it. I love you. This is all, and this is tough love, but it's all, it's all because I do care about you. Okay. All right. So this week, I hope you guys, you know, really just take some action, take the necessary steps in the right direction that you need to go. Have a great week. Let's go change the world. One volunteer and $1 at a time. <laughs>